you have your Bible this morning, and I hope you do, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to warn you that we're going to be jumping all over the place this morning. So have your Bible ready to flip back and forth. If you don't think you can keep up, and I'll warn you that you might not be able to keep up with as many different passages as we're referencing this morning, uh, the passages will be up on the screen. Or if you have a phone or a tablet, you can actually uh, pull up our bulletin online. And if you tap the sermon notes, it's going to pull up a list of scriptures that we're going to be using this morning, and you can see them there as well. Uh, But I would encourage you to have a copy in front of you and to take notes of some of these passages of Scripture as we ask the question, why should I join? We just wrapped up uh, this morning during our small group Sunday school time uh, our four sessions on Discover FBC about what it means to be a member of our church, how our church functions, what our church believes, uh, what we ask our church members to do as members of First Baptist Church. But one question we don't necessarily spend a lot of time on in Discover FBC is this question. Why should I be a member? What benefits are there to being a member? What is the the reasoning behind me joining officially First Baptist Church? And so this morning I'm going to ask that question. And we're going to actually read an introductory passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, that, that talk about this unity that happens when we become members together with other believers in Christ. And then I would like to spend some time this morning from Scripture building a case for the reason why joining a specific local church is biblically important. So so let's begin at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 12 and 13 together. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For we are one spirit. We were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We were all made to drink one spirit. As you read 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13, you you can't help but notice the unity that is emphasized in this body of Christ. There are a lot of different people in the local church, but we are all united in one thing. We are all united by one spirit. We are all united as baptized believers in Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is writing and he says either Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we're all united. But but we can put modern day words into that as well, whether male or female, whether uh, one race or another, whether northerners or southerners, whether Kentucky fans or Auburn fans, right? We are all united in one body. We are all together in Christ. And so the question then becomes, do I have to be an official member of a church to be a part of the body of Christ? Can I be a part of a body of Christ and and just be an attender or occasionally go to church or, or not be a committed member of a church? And the answer is no and, and yes. Uh, Yes, you can be a part of the body of Christ. Anytime you are a believer, you are part of the universal body of Christ. And often in Scripture, we're going to hear about the body of Christ being a collection of believers all over the world. That's why when Paul is writing many of his letters in the New Testament, 
Even those who he has only visited, he can write and say, you are my brothers in Christ. You are my sisters in Christ. You are part of a a family of believers. Even though we don't see each other every week, even though we don't meet together regularly, and even though we attend different church services, we are one body. But there are too many times in Scripture that Paul writes to a specific body of believers. One church and emphasizes the importance of their particular unity. There are a lot of churches who are moving away from membership roles. As a matter of fact, when I was doing some research for our Discover FBC class, I reached out to churches all over in the surrounding area, Baptist churches. I wanted to make sure we had similar beliefs and see how they were kind of practicing uh, their, their membership. And I had one church in particular, it wasn't in Robinson, but it was a surrounding area, who wrote me back quite a lengthy email about why they don't have specific church membership anymore. They've done away with it altogether. And he was awfully proud of the fact that that there was a no commitment to their church. You could come and you could stay or you could do whatever the Lord leads you to do and and there was no, no official joining. Well, that, that sounds kind of flowery the way he read it. I, I, I reread that email several times and realized that sounds really good, doesn't it? No commitment church. You just come, you hang out, be a part of us. If God wants you to do something, do it. If he doesn't want you to do it, just sit back and relax. You know, I think I could sign up for that. I think I could be a part of that. I mean, let me just show up and soak it in. The more I read it, the more I realized what he was promoting in his church was was come and have church the way you want it. Come and be a part of a church on your terms. Come and be a part of a church if you want, and and don't be a part of a church if you don't want. But Scripture actually teaches us some very important principles and some reasons why we ought to identify with a specific body. Now, we're not going into all of this this morning, but, but I want to share with you that there was church membership in the New Testament. And if someone tells you differently, they They're mistaken. The churches knew who were members and who were not. There was a specific, I'm a part of the church, or I'm not yet officially a part of the church. We can see this even in Acts chapter 2, as they're counting the people who have come to Christ and have been baptized, and they're marking them down. We can see that later on in Acts, as there's specific ministry that needs to be done, and the organized church calls and elects specific officers to carry out that ministry. We can see organization and structure all throughout the New Testament. And we're going to look at some of those things this morning, but what I really want to answer is, why should you join a local church? This morning's sermon is not a what is it in it for me type of message. I don't want you to get that wrong. It's not a, let me tell you all the the reasons why you're lucky if you are a part of a church. Instead, I want to share with you what God has put in a local church to help you grow in your faith and why he values your official membership at a specific local body. I also want to share with you that that while many of you all are sitting in here this morning and and joining together, maybe as members or as visitors or as long-time attenders, I want to share with you, I understand that there are some people who are watching this online or maybe listening to this at a later date who aren't in Robinson or go to another church. And, And I want to tell you that these same principles apply to wherever you are going to church. You need to plug in and commit and join a specific church. 
I happen to believe that God has called you here this morning because God wants you to be a part of this church. But I I do know this. God wants you to be plugged into a local church. So why? What, What is the point of joining a church? What are the reasons why God gives us to join a specific church? Well, for starters, God wants us to join a church for accountability. He wants us to be accountable. There needs to be this this idea that that we are holding ourselves and others accountable to teach and grow in the Word of God. And there's really two different aspects of accountability that that we want to talk about this morning. God wants us to be accountable first so that we can hold all Christians accountable. There needs to be this official uh, way that we can determine who we are to hold accountable and who we're not to hold accountable. You know, it's not my job to drive over to a church down the street and call someone out for their sin. It's not my job to, to contact someone halfway across the world and let them know that they're not living according to the standards of God and the, the beliefs of our church. Instead, it is our job to hold each other as members of First Baptist accountable to the Word of God. We see Matthew chapter 18 gives us this principle. If your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Then Jesus continues to say, if he doesn't listen to you, do this. And here's the formal process. And and here's how you restore a brother to Christ. But the question becomes, which brothers am I supposed to talk to? I've got to be honest with you. There are a lot of people who label themselves Christians who are not living Christian lives. It would be exhausting for us to try to track all of them down and drag them before a a body and say, this is all the reasons why you're living wrong. It's not what God's called us to do. Instead, God wants us to hold each other accountable. Not on some witch hunt that we're looking out for sin, but instead, when I see a brother or a sister who is struggling to pull them aside and say, I love you. God loves you, and he has something so much better for you. Can we sit down and pray through your struggles now? We need to know who we're responsible to hold accountable. And and according to Scripture, we must hold each other as brothers and sisters in Christ who who identify as like-minded believers. We must hold each other accountable to the Word of God. It's not just to hold other people accountable. We're, We're supposed to hold ourselves accountable as well. Being a part of a local church invites that accountability. It's a way of saying, I don't want to do things that that I know displease God, and I need people who love me enough to tell me when I'm doing wrong. I'm a a very visible part of First Baptist Church. People who who know the church typically have seen me and know me because I'm the pastor. And so because of that, um, I I get a lot of people who talk to me about things they, they like about the church, but I get a lot of people who come and talk to me about things they don't like about the church. As a matter of fact, uh, I get a lot of people who like to come to me after the service, and, and, and Joe's one of my favorites. He, he likes to call me out and go, well, you know, you messed this up, or you didn't say that, and he likes to tease me and give me a hard time. And, and There's some people who mean it for real. Do you know that that's not really what the Bible says? There have been a few times, quite honestly, that when I was done preaching, someone said, you said this in your sermon, but this is what the Bible says, and I've had to go back and say, I am, I'm sorry. I'm thankful for a church who will not nitpick a sermon, but who will look at Scripture and say, let's hold each other accountable. Let's make sure we're not teaching something contrary to what needs to be taught. 
Let's make sure we are all united in what God wants us to do. I'm, I'm thankful for those times of correction. I'm thankful that we have a body of believers who will hold each other accountable. And, and when you join a local church, it helps identify you as someone who is open and welcoming to that accountability. I want to do what is right in God's eyes. And I need people who will hold me to that standard. Hebrews 13, verse 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they're keeping watch over your souls as though who will have to give an account. When we come and join a local church, we are submitting and saying, I want to be held accountable. I want to submit myself to the, the authority of God's word so that when I stand before God to give an account, I am faithfully living how God has called me to live. Why should I join a church? Well, we should join for accountability. But secondly, we should join a church for commitment. It shows a commitment to a local body, and it shows that a local body is committed to you. So, so two ways that this shows commitment for us. First, it expresses a commitment to the church. It lets us give a, a firm declaration that this is my church family. Officially, I am letting everyone know that this is the body of believers that I'm serving. We see in Acts chapter 2 such devotion, even in the early church. It doesn't say they casually gather themselves with the apostles' teaching. or It doesn't say that they, they occasionally met together. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. It was a, a commitment that they made, an investment in the local church. I think that we are hypocritical when we think of our, our church attendance. Because when we think of the bride of Christ and Christ being the, the groom, a, a husband and wife relationship, we get frustrated when we see, uh, we see guys or girls who are kind of leading their significant others on. We'll get married eventually. As a matter of fact, we get upset when they start participating in marriage-type activities, if you know what I mean, wink, wink, and they're not married. Why don't you commit already? Why don't you get involved in a, a faithful marriage? And, and we as a church and as individuals get so upset when people aren't living in committed relationships. And, and yet when it comes to the bride of Christ, we're content to continue dating the church without ever making that commitment. We want to be involved and have all the, the blessings of being a part of a local church family. And, and God is saying, devote yourself. Be committed and invested in a local body. But it's not just the commitment we give to the church. Joining a church is a chance to experience God's commitment to us. It's a chance for us to be a part of a, an organization that God has created for the purpose of our faithfulness and our growth. It's our way of saying, God, I know that you're in charge of things and I submit myself to you and I'm thankful that I can partake in your commitment to your people. Why do we join a church? Because we want to commit to Christ the way he has committed to us. We join for commitment. Thirdly, we join for identity, to identify with Christ. That we identify in joining a church to proclaim that our identity is in Christ. 
It's our way of saying to anyone else who asks, I am letting everyone know my identity is with Jesus Christ. I'm a part of his bride. I'm a part of the church. This is who I am. I wonder if when we started introducing ourselves to people, if we, we changed our introductions. Typically, when we introduce ourselves, it's, it's, hi, I'm Trey, and maybe kind of what we do for a living. That's always a question. Well, what do you do? Or, you know, where do you live? And we have all these identity markers, right? I'm, I'm a pastor, and I live in Robinson, Illinois. And, and these are some, some distinguishing things about me. This is my wife and my children, and we're talking about our identity. And I wonder if we started really freaking people out a little bit by introducing ourselves. Hi, my name is, is Trey, and I'm a member at First Baptist Church. I <laughs> wonder what people would do. What? <laughs> I wonder if we, we've ever realized that, that part of being a part of the church changes who we are identifying as. It's us saying, I no longer identify with, with the world. I am found in Christ, and I am his bride. I'm a part of the family of God. Mark chapter 8, verse 38. Jesus tells us, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes with the glory of his Father and and holy angels. Jesus wants us to know that there is no shame in identifying with the church and more specifically, identifying with him. We ought to be proud to say, I am the, the bride of Christ. I am a part of the family of God. And joining with the church is another way that we share in that identity as a believer in Jesus Christ. But it also identifies us as different from the world. Our identity helps distinguish who is our neighbor from who is our brother. And you may think this is not a big deal, but there are so many times in Scripture that there are specific words for the brothers that are separate from the neighbors or the the community. Jesus indeed wants us to love our neighbor, even as ourselves. Love those in our community around us. Jesus makes it very clear. We are to invest in the people of the community. But he also wants us to know there's a special relationship with those who are united in the church. That's why in Galatians 6.10, Paul tells us, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, our neighbors, and, and all those in our community and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Joining with the church is a way to distinguish. We're we're brothers in a way that that the rest of the community is not. We're sisters in Christ in a way that, that other people can't identify with. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ scattered all over the world, but can I tell you, I hope you take comfort in this, I love you guys more. Because you are a part of my household of faith and my identity is found in my unity with my fellow church members. We join a local church for our identity. But then finally, we join a local church for participation so that we are able to participate with others. Now, I will confess to you, our church and many churches don't make this a distinguishing mark of church membership. As a matter of fact, this church that is in our general area that sent me this email made it very clear that because there are no membership requirements, anybody can serve in any position at any time. 
Can I tell you, there are specific things that God wants members of a church to do that he doesn't want non-members doing, particularly when it comes to, to regular teaching positions or, or regular leadership positions. When we join a church, we are able then to participate in service in ways that we are not otherwise able to. I would actually personally, if I had my druthers and I was writing the Constitution back 100 years ago when it was written for our church, I probably would have increased the requirements to serve at our church. Now, they're not, and and that's fine. I'm thankful for for everyone who serves at our church, but there's something to be said for, for a level of accountability when we attach our name to something of service. We've not had this bite us, and so I'm thankful that, that we've been able to have some very faithful individuals serve. And there are certain capacities that, that it doesn't matter whether you're officially a member or not, but, but we've also had some, some times where I've just kind of thought, I'm glad that's a trustworthy person. I, I would love if they would affirm their identity with our church to know that they're teaching and following what God has called our church to do. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 it talks about this serving together. It says, From the whole body joined together, held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Each part is working properly. It makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Paul is writing to the Ephesians and he says, you, you need to join a part of a church so that you can serve and participate in service in ways that you wouldn't otherwise so that the church will grow. I'll be honest, there are some people who are are faithful to our church that I would love to plug in because I know that they can serve in some great ways. And God wants us to join so that we can serve and have that level of accountability. But we also participate because it helps us resist that urge that we have to do solo Christianity. When we're not officially a part of a church, it's easy for us to step back and do things on our own. I love our live stream ministry. We are blessed that Earl has, has helped put that together, that, that Jared serves in running that, and Brian serves in, in getting that put out there. I love that we have a, a healthy ministry to serve our community through our live stream ministry. But, but I want to let you know, just like I did when we started it, if we ever get to where people are worshiping at home instead of joining together, and trying to do the solo Christianity thing, we will scrap it on the spot. I don't care how much money we've invested. I don't care how much time has been put in. Christianity was never meant to be done on our couch at home alone. And so we join a church. That way we surround ourselves with other brothers and sisters in Christ, united together, identified in a common belief, identified in a common salvation. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 tells us about the strength in numbers. He says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. God did not create us to do things on our own. Everything in life is created so that we would have community. And we join a local church to fight that urge, resist solo Christianity. God calls us to join for participation. So why then should you join? What does God want you to do as a part of a local body of believers? God wants you to identify clearly with Him as His bride. God wants you to serve 
with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, participating together to, to reach others for Christ. God wants your identity to be found in Him and your commitment to be to His local church. This morning as we, we wrap up, I, I want to share there are really just two requirements to joining our church. And, and so I, I want you to know what those requirements are. The first is that you have a, a belief, a faithful trust in Jesus Christ as both Savior and Lord. We believe in order to identify as a member of First Baptist Church, you have to recognize that, that there are times that you, you cannot possibly please God because of your sin. Our church is full of sinful people. I hope you know that. And so uh, it begins with us saying, we can't do it alone, and I need Jesus Christ's forgiveness of sins. We put our faith and trust in Christ, then we, we secondly want to show that to others. And so the second requirement is not only that you have a personal faith and trust in Christ as Savior and Lord, but that you've shown that through a biblical baptism. Scripture teaches us that baptism is our way of sharing with a a local body of believers that we identify with Christ. And therefore, once you are a believer in Christ and are baptized at our church, we ask you to come and be a part of our church membership. Those are our only two requirements. And so if if this morning the Lord has put on your heart, I, I want to officially be a part of First Baptist Church. I want to invite you to come and talk to myself or talk to one of our deacons. We would love to sit down with you and answer questions about our church to see if this is where God is leading you to serve, where God is leading you to join. But we would have you take our Discover FBC class so that you would understand not only what our church believes, but what our mission is, what we're passionate about so that you would understand exactly how we function and how things work and get done, and that you would learn what the Bible says you should be doing as a church member. And then we would, we would talk to you about your salvation and your, your baptism. And, and if you don't know the Lord, we would love to talk to you about how you can have that relationship with Christ. If you've never proclaimed that through baptism, I would love to, to talk to you about what baptism is and what it means and, and how you can share with others your professed faith in Christ. I'm obviously very passionate about the local church. My entire life revolves around leading a local congregation. But I believe it's not meant in Scripture for just the the pastors of the church to be excited about membership. I think that God has placed it on the hearts of His people. And He wants you to be a part of a local body. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, I thank You for this amazing gift of the church. Lord, I thank you that once we are believers in Christ, you've not left us alone, but given us a community. That you've called us to commit ourselves first and foremost to your salvation. But then as a blessing of that, commit ourselves to like-minded believers to identify with you. Lord, I pray that, that as we get active in our church, we would find ways that we could serve you. That we would, we would join together with other believers in Christ in participation to to fellowship with one another and carry out your mission. Lord, I pray that each individual in here would would feel burdened first and foremost to ask, do I have that relationship with Christ that would necessitate me joining a church? And if so, Lord, put on their heart to find a local body where they could plug into, where they could grow and be accountable, where they could flourish in their faith. Lord, make us a First Baptist Church, a church that, that is growing because of the way you're growing the individuals and its members. It's in your name we pray. Amen.